You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. series this Sunday. Uh, how many of you exercise faith on a daily basis? You just believe in different things, right? Uh, how many of you exercised faith during Thanksgiving? I believe I can eat one more plate or <laughs> I believe that pie will be better than the other pie that I just... Well, I did something this Sunday, uh, this, this uh, Thanksgiving uh, holiday, Thanksgiving weekend that I, that I hadn't done. I don't think I've ever done this before. And it took faith. It took faith. Because uh, I got up real early in the morning. And one of my, one of my adult children uh, said to me, that's Black Friday tomorrow. Do you want to go and, uh, and just go shopping? And I did that. <laughs> I did it. I, and I'm here to talk about it. But, so we did, we did that Black Friday Thing. And how many of you know that it takes faith to, eat? number one, even want to get up in the morning to shop? But I heard it was therapeutic. I heard it, you know, medicinal. It was medicinal. You, you go there to, to, you know, feel better. And, uh, but the crazy thing is, and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic and everything that's going on. You know, usually Black Friday, it is like crowds of people. There was none of that to the places that I went to. I went to, to Walmart in uh, Oro Valley, and then I went to uh, Kohl's. And, uh, you know, my daughter, let's go to Kohl's. And so we, we went there, and, 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 and this is a first as well. Usually it's the other way around. Uh, the first was that my wife, as I was walking out the door, she said, be careful what you spend and how much you spend. What you spend on, and that's that's a first for us. So throughout, you know, I'm texting her and I'm telling her, "What, what do you want? Something like this? No. Should we get this? No." I was testing her. She passed the test. So we're talking about faith, and there's there's power in in believing. And what I've come to find out in my life is that uh, there is only one faith object that is perfect. And that faith object is actually a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. And Jesus remains faithful no matter what we're going through, no matter the struggles that we have. So I'm coming to you on November, today's what, the 24th, I believe, something like that, 28th. I'm four days behind. Hey, I was, I was at Black Friday. Come on. Still there. 28th. So, so I come to you with a year that has been crazier than crazy and difficulty and, and everything that, that most of us in here and most of you that are watching online can probably uh, agree with me that we live in some very difficult and challenging times. And, uh, and what you find is that we put trust in a lot of things. We put our trust in a lot of people. And what we find throughout our lives is that people and things will let us down. But God will never let us down. So... I want to talk to you about how Jesus, how he can come in 
and be faithful in, in whatever you are facing, whatever you're going through. Um, because I, I just believe when, when that happens, when you find the faithfulness of God in our, in our lives, that it produces action in us. It produces something from the inside, right? The Holy Spirit is, uh, provides living water. So he produces something from the inside that actually affects and impacts everything on the outside. And so if, if you leave with anything, I want you to leave with this thought. Faith in action will activate the power of Jesus because Jesus is a faithful, uh, uh, he's the faithful one. And it's, it, it will activate the power of Jesus to transform our hearts, in other words, the inside, and it'll lead us to impact the hearts of others. And one of the beautiful things about, about that being true is I was walking up, uh, getting ready to, to, for the worship service, and someone uh, in the congregation came up to me and they, they, they said, it was so amazing for us to serve uh, together and, and make a difference in the community, which we did recently. In, in November, first Sunday in November, we went out into our communities and we served them. The reason that we do that is because God has done something in our hearts because of the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen? And it's still carrying through to this day. And so we're going to go to a, a, a passage of Scripture that many of you will know. Some of you may not, and, and, and that's good. We're going to go to it so that you will know it. And it's a place where Jesus does something that he's never done before. In fact, he does something that no person has ever done before and no person will do after unless Jesus gives them the power to do that. And so that helps me because there are things that I've never done before in my life, and I need the power of God. When I talk about Black Friday, I'm being facetious, but I'm really not. There are things in life that we face that we've never faced before. How many of us have faced a pandemic before? How many of us have faced the, 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 the craziness that's going on in our country right now? Before, it's new. But how many of you have found God to be faithful in your life no matter what you're going through? And if you're here and you haven't, you're in a good place. Because you will have the opportunity before the service is over for you to give God an opportunity in your life, a chance in your life. Let him come in and you'll find that he's faithful. Because God makes miracles out of messes. So that's a good thing for us. Because you might say our country's in a mess. Well, guess what? God does miracles with messes. My family's a mess. Well, guess what? God does miracles with messes. I'm a mess. Well, guess what? God does miracles with messes. And as we go to chapter 14, if you've got your Bible, you've got your, your, your Bible app on your phone, or, you know, if, you're, if you don't, we're going to have it on the screen. You have it in your outline. Um, we're going to go to chapter 14 of Matthew, Matthew's gospel. And Jesus is in a place, I want to give you the, the backstory or the context. Uh, Jesus is in this place in his life, in his ministry, that uh, his, his, one of his dear relatives, John the Baptist, had been beheaded by Herod. Okay, so, so John the Baptist in Matthew 13 uh, had been beheaded 
by Herod. Okay? And, uh, and then if you keep on reading, so, so that put Jesus, now this is the Lord, but he was fully God and he was fully what? He was fully man. It put him in a place where he went and he, he, he got away by himself and he, and he went to the Father and he was hurting. He was hurting because of what had happened. And then he, after that, he feeds 5,000 people with a couple loaves of bread and, some, and a couple fish, several fish. He does a, a miracle, but, but these same people that he fed were going to be the same people, and he knew this. They were going to be the same people that in days to come would say, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. But Jesus continuously was, was giving out. That speaks to us in, in, during Thanksgiving. How many of you in here poured your heart out for your family? How many of you cooked? You, you, you did all kinds of things and you, you wanted them. You, you didn't do it for yourself. You did it for them. You wanted them to feel better, to be better. For it to be a great time together as you gathered and, and you give and you give and you give. And how many of you, maybe sometimes, I know maybe not this service, maybe not you online, but second service, they really struggle with this. The Kearney campus, they struggle. How many of you feel like if, if people take you for granted, you give and you give and you give and you feel unappreciated sometimes? It's just where Jesus was. It's for Jesus. He gave, he gave, and he gave. And he fed these 5,000. And then he tells his disciples to, to, to go, ahead, uh, go ahead in front of them to a place that they were going to go next where he was going to again give out his heart. And that's where I want to pick up the scripture right here. He's alone. In verse 22, it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. So he's, think, think with me, just, let's just, let's just pick, picture this. He says, disciples, you know, you 12, you guys go, go ahead and go. I'm going to send the people home. So he's got all these 5,000 men and then add the women and children Many more. And he, and, he, and he sends them home. That's where we're at. Okay? Verse 23. After sending them home, he went up to the, to, into the hills by himself to pray. And night fell while he was there alone. Now, this is important to us because if you're here and you felt like if you gave and you gave and you gave and you gave and you're tired, Jesus teaches us that sometimes you send people away and you take time to pray. Because we need to get filled up. And I believe that even right now, the Lord is filling people up. You know what I love about the holidays? I love that all, most of the time, my family will come to see us, our adult children. Or we'll go see them. But when they come to see us, you know what I love about, about the, them coming? is that we get to spend time together. But you know what else I love? Is that they leave. 
Just saying. So look, look at just how awesome it is. So he, 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 night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, this is important. The disciples were in trouble far away from land. For a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. And about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them and he was walking on the water. Now that's, we were talking about, we had never seen him do that. He had never done that. And no person had ever done that. And while the disciples saw him walking on the, on the water, they were terrified. And in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. And he said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And then Peter called to him and he said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me. Tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, come. Yes, come. And then Peter got, out, got down out of the boat and he walked on the water and he came toward Jesus but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. And he said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat, they worshipped him, saying, truly you are the son of God. Now, what we see here, beloved, is faith in action. What we need in here and in here is faith in action. We need it. We're called to it. We're called to believe in bigger things. We're called to trust the God who has nothing impossible for him to be able to do. There's nothing impossible for God. Nothing. We'll start the Christmas uh, narrative, the Advent. As Mike said, Advent starts. The Christmas is about a miracle. A virgin conceived. In Lordsburg, New Mexico, virgins didn't conceive. They became pregnant. And we find that throughout, throughout the miracles, 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 because we serve a God who there's nothing impossible for him. So if you're here today and you're in, a, in an impossible situation, you need to know that everything is possible for God. But faith in action produces three things. The first thing that faith in action produces is bold faith. Bold faith. Have you noticed that God sometimes calls us to go places that we have never been before? Have you noticed that God sometimes call, calls us places that make us very uncomfortable? He calls us to be bold. It's a bold ask. When I read these pages, I, I continually see a bold ask from the Lord for his people. Abraham. 
He waited till he was right at about 100 years old before he had the promised child, Isaac. Sarah was 90. They had this child and then God comes to Abraham and he gives him a bold ask. He says, I want you to take that child to that mountain and I want you to sacrifice him to me. That was a bold ask. And it took bold faith. And Abraham, I don't know what was going on in, in his mind. I don't know what was going on, you know, in, in the white lines. It doesn't tell us the black lines. Abraham was faithful. He believed God. He trusted God that God would provide the sacrifice. That God would do what only God could do. And what God does is always good. And while Abraham was taking his son up one side of the hill, God was providing a sacrifice coming up the other side of the hill. He had a goat. He had a lamb that he was going to provide. You see, there was a bold ask and it took bold faith. And sometimes God will ask us to do bold things that we've never done before. A vision that God gives us will always produce faith of boldness. Because the dreams that God inspires in our lives are bigger than us. And it speaks to us where we're at in our day right now, where you're at in your life right now. God doesn't want to keep you there. He wants to keep producing his goodness in your life. And the only way that he can produce that is for you to see his faithfulness in everything that you face in your life. Do you think that, that, that Jesus knew what he was going to be facing when he walked over there on the water? Did he, did he know what, how, how the disciples were going to be? They were, the Bible says that they were in trouble. They had these raging waves. They had these things that, that life produces. And then he was going to come upon them and he was going to give a bold ask to all his disciples. Let's just read the narrative real quick. Verse 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. They were terrified. Now, there are, there are a lot of things in my, in my 26, 27 years of walking with Jesus Christ. There are a lot of things that have terrified me with my walk with him. Because he's always stretching us to go into different places where he's going to show himself to be real. Amen? What, what, what we're learning right now in, 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 in the landscape of our lives is that no matter where we live, that we're not truly safe without the hand of God. How, how do I know that? I got a call I got a text this week from a, from a dear friend of mine. He leads Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, a, and another dear friend, he was a, a professional baseball player that came and ministered here several times throughout the years. And he uh, contracted COVID-19. And he got pneumonia. And he passed. Everyone was, was shocked. And, and, and I, don't say, I don't say that. I mean, here's the thing is that I contracted COVID-19 and I'm still here. 
We just don't know. See, my safety and my security doesn't come. I have to be real careful how I say this. It doesn't come from a vaccine, even though I'm vaccinated. It doesn't come from, it doesn't come from, a, from a person. It doesn't come from a country. My, my safety and my security come from Jesus. But that's why Jesus is always calling us to different places that we've never been before so that we can find his faithfulness in a faithless world. Are you with me? Hear me. If, you're, if, if, if your faithfulness is found anywhere else except for God, you need to know that will let you down. If we've learned anything, we should learn that there's only one who's faithful. The reason Jesus comes now, here's the thing. Jesus is walking on the water. I, I see the, the, the context. He's walking on the water. Guess what's a, a, around him? Guess what's going on right there where the disciples are? A storm. There's a storm. And he's walking to them in the storm. And they say, it's a ghost. He said, no, it's me. It's Jesus. They had never seen that before, and they would never see it again. If you don't want to be challenged in life, don't become a God follower. Hear me now. If you don't want to be challenged in life, don't become a God follower. I got a call one time. We were doing a mission trip to Guatemala. We were going to Guatemala, and one of the husbands of a wife called me. She said, Pastor, uh, you know, she's going to go. My wife's going to go. Uh, can you guarantee... Can you guarantee that she's going to be safe? I said, I can't even guarantee she's going to be safe here at the church. <laughs> but I can guarantee you this, that God will be with us. If you don't want to be challenged, don't be a God follower. Because God will continually take us places that we've never been before. So Jesus calls Peter on the water, and here's the important thing. I'm going to read the scripture because this is important right here. Jesus calls P P Peter on the water, and this is what the narrative says. Jesus spoke to them. He spoke to all the 12 at once. He says, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. And then he said what? He said, I am here. You need to know that wherever God's calling you to, he's already there. When God calls you out of a life of, life of chaos, when he says there's peace, he's already there. He is peace. Your, your life may be chaotic. Your, your, your life may be filled with fear. may be filled with all kinds of things. But guess what? Your courage is found in him. He's already there. We're not. We're not there, but he's there. He says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. When God called us to R1K, I believe with all my heart that God said, you will reach. You will reach more people than you've ever reached before. More people than you'll ever, ever reach before. Not because of you, but because of me. 
He said, I want you to, 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 to put this vision out. I, 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 this, I, when I believe God spoke to me, I put it to the elder, and the elder said, you're crazy. You're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I said, I like Cocoa Puffs, but I'm not going. And then the pandemic hit, guys. And we had a, we had a, we had a worship night and I was praying, and, and here's the thing that, that you guys don't know this, but I'm going to give you some backstory for us that we were going through some financial difficulty, navigating through things. And we had an elders meeting one night, and the elders meeting, we were like, well, what should we do? Here, here, here's something about Living Word Chapel, that by, by God's grace, we're debt free. Both campuses. We have no debt, but we were at a place that we were sitting around, you know, sitting around the, the, the table, praying and, and seeking the Lord. And as we're sitting, you know, I got to be visual. <laughs> and we're sitting around. And, and so I brought to the elders, we, we probably need to get a loan, guys. We probably need to get a loan. And the elders say, yeah, yeah, we probably do. And there was one elder. There's always one. <laughs> I believe, he said, I believe, I believe that God spoke to me and said, and he's speaking to us, we need to trust him. I said, I do trust him, we're going to get a loan. <laughs> Sound the trumpet, do 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 charge it. He said, okay, let's wait, we're going to wait. We'll wait two weeks. Two weeks. So we had a night of worship. We had been in, we had been in uh, 21 days of prayer. Started the year. Went to a night, a night of worship. And, um, and as we did that, a gentleman came to me and he said, he said, the Lord has impressed on me that I'm supposed to give you something. And he said, the, the Lord uh, has, has spoken to me. My wife and I are in agreement. We want, to, we want to help the church out. And we want to give you some stock. You know, when Emma talked about stock, right? We never even, we never even thought about stock at Living Word Chapel. We were just like, you know, it's good to have it. We don't know people give it. It's a place we had never been before. So the gentleman tells me, and we were, we had a room full of people about ready to go, and, and, and I was going to open up the service, and he tells me, uh, you know, what he was proposing to the church, and it just messed me all up, because <laughs> I almost fell back in my seat, you know, in, in, on the ground, and, and I came up here, and I, I babbled for a little bit, just thinking about what he had said, but you find out that you can never Never, never outgive God. And what God can do is way beyond what you could ever understand. And so I had a conversation with this couple, and, and, and they, they are so humble, and, and, and they've been so generous to the church. I mean, there, and there's many of you in here. There's many of you. You've been so generous, and God has used your faithfulness, and it's incredible. But this couple, their story is so incredible. I think their story needs to be written. And they don't want any accolades. And I begged them. I said, just please. Feedback. Feed, please. 
Just let, me, let us recognize you because in the most difficult of times, in my sleepless nights, in my praying to God and saying, Lord, I need you, God spoke to them and they were obedient and they gave. And it's because of them and because of us together that I believe that not only 274 people will say yes to Jesus, we'll see 1,000 people say yes to Jesus before 2005. I believe it. So they said they would stand. I'm going to have them stand, okay? And they're amazing. Orville and Kareem, will you stand real quick? I know you guys are so humble. Such a blessing. Thank you so much. You know, it was a bold ask. It was a bold ask. But because, because, of, because of their faithfulness, because of them listening to God, even, even this year, as we, 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 we put a bold ask sometimes, right? And you see the number. How many of you seen the number that we're our target? Anyone seen that? In our, we're believing that God can allow us together to, to uh, uh, raise 80,000 what we said. Last year, we, we had the same number and we went above that. But this year, um, again, we're, we're asking for that. It's a bold ask. But every, every, every number has a name that we reach. Every name has a story. And every story needs a savior. And because of the faithfulness of, of Orville and Kareem, because of their faithfulness, they're coming along and they're going to, at least half of that will be supplied because of what they've given to the church. And so all of us together, if we can come along and meet that, I think it'll bring glory to Jesus. Amen? Here's, here's what we know, that, that Peter was asked to come up on the water, and only Peter, only Peter took a step out of the boat. I hear, I hear people preach about Peter. He took, his, he took his eyes off of Jesus, this and that. He's the only one that came out of the boat. He's the only one that can say, I walked on water. All the other ones were where? In the boat. And here's the second thing that I, I learned about faith in action is when there's faith in action, you will always have growing faith. You will always have growing faith. Bold faith will produce growing faith. And you need to know that God wants your faith to continue to grow all the time. Notice this. When, 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 when Jesus grabs Peter's hand and picks him up, he says, O ye of what? O ye of little faith. Now, at the end of our walk, when we, when we go before the Lord, he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. God will always take you from, O ye of little faith, into well done, good and faithful servant. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. But I get to. I get to answer the call of God. I get to walk in the things of the Lord. 
And what I've come to find out, this is so important, is that in between all that, that there are, there are circumstances, there are problems that we have, and every one of those circumstances, every one of those problems is intended with a purpose. And that purpose is to grow our faith. Our faith is like a muscle. And when you, when, whenever you're working out, which I need to, January's coming. I'll do it, Lord. I'll do it. Have you ever heard the, the, the slogan, no pain, no gain? Exactly. No pain. I, my slogan is no pain, no pain. But, but faith is like a muscle. The, the more tension you have, the more it'll grow, the stronger it gets. Hear me now. When you're going through a difficulty, always understand that God uses it to strengthen and grow your faith. P Peter called to me, said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. What was going on right there? There was faith. If it's you, Lord, Call me to come to me. We were, we were at a conference recently with a bunch of pastors. And, and, and at the last, the last session, this pastor was speaking. And I, don't, I, I didn't do it throughout the conference. But right there at that very last session, I was standing up. As he was talking, I just stood up and he had just let him talk. And as he was talking, tears start coming down. And I'm just saying, he, he's just talking. I'm saying, Lord, send me and I'll go. Send me and I'll go. That's exactly what Peter's doing. Lord, if it's you, call me, and I'll go. I'll come to you. I'll walk on the water. See, there's a difference between participators and spectators. Participators talk like this. They, they talk like this. Man, I, I was scared to death, but I trusted in Jesus, and I did blank. I gave blank. I served at the schools in blank, blank, whatever. Spectators talk like this. Man, can you believe that Mike did this? Can you believe that Ruth gave this? Do you, can you believe that Peter served this way? You see, spectators will always talk about what everyone else is doing. Participators will talk about how faithful God was in their life when they did it. Here's my question to each one of us, an online campus, here's my question to you. Will you be participators or will you be spectators? You will never grow your faith spectating. You will always grow in your trust in God by participating. Sean and I, we've, been walking with the Lord for a lot of years. And there's a lot of facets to walking with the Lord. There's a giving facet. And when we first started giving, it was difficult. It was hard because you wouldn't want to part with your money. Well, think about it. When we go to, to uh, um, Black Friday, where your treasure is, where your heart is. Think, think about it. People are there. They're going crazy. We started walking with the Lord. The more, the more I saw the faithfulness of Jesus, the easier it was for me to give. The easier it was for me to serve. The easier it was for me to pray. 
You become a participator instead of a spectator. And God will always prove himself when you take action steps of faith. There's someone that needs to hear this. You've been serving God for many years. You need to know that everything you've done, he's noticed. There's nothing that you've done that goes unnoticed. And he loves you. He loves you. You're tired. You've been giving and you've been giving and you've been giving. And God just wants to speak into your life right now and say, I will refill you with what you need. Because the Holy Spirit never takes from us. He pours into us. Amen? He'll replenish everything that we need. He will continually do things to make us better. Here's the last point, okay? The last thing that, that faith in action produces is devoted faith. So you have bold faith, the hard ask, and, you, and, and, and that, that, that bold ask. You have growing faith where you begin to grow, and you, and you look back and you say, we did it, Lord. We did it together. As hard as it's been, we, we did it together. The calls that I get from pastors that are closing the doors, the, the calls that I get from, from, from people that are, that, are, that are leaving, you know, the things that are going on, I, I look to the Lord and I say, Lord, we did it together. We did it one more day. One more day, Lord, you've been so faithful to me. And it leads us to this last very important item is we have a faith of devotion. Everything we do, we do it because of Jesus. The, the, the beautiful thing that, that, that Orville and Corrine did, and it's incredible. Let me tell you, we're, we're going to lay it out for you guys one of these days soon and just see what this generosity has done for us and what it's going to continue to do for us. They did it because of Jesus. They weren't thinking about them. They were thinking about us, them included. The more that we have faith that moves the more in love that you fall with God. I love Jesus more today than I did when I first started walking with him. I love him so much. He's so good. He's the only good in my day sometimes besides my wife, Shauna. And even she falls short because I fall short. We all fall short, amen? But God is so good. Look what it says in verse 33, and I'm going to close with this, with this verse right here. It says, Then those who were in the boat... Now, this, just picture this, okay? Jesus comes walking on the water. Everyone freaks out, right? It would be like Jesus coming here and walking on the air. You guys would be like... I always think about that. What if I was just to step down and just walk? It'd freak you guys out. But it wouldn't happen. I'd fall, you ain't Jesus, Pastor David. I know that. I just found that out again. But he's walking on the water. Then Peter walks on the water. And they see all this. They, see, they hear all the narrative. Oh, ye of little faith, you know. And he picks them up. And, and, and you know, he picks them up. And they get back into the boat. When they got back into the boat, guess what happens? The storm stops. Calm comes. And then it says, then those who were in the boat, they worshiped him.
And they said, truly you are the Messiah, the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Can I tell you what happens when we get out of the boat? Can I tell you what happens when we, when we begin to take steps of faith and action? People see the goodness of God in reality. And they worship. You see, I believe there's someone in here today that, that, that you maybe have heard about God. Maybe you've heard about church. And you have maybe you know, churches for those people and this and that. But, but maybe you've never seen faith in action. Maybe you've never tasted of the goodness of God and seen how good he is. He's here. He's here in this gathering because we're his people and he wants to give you something that you could never have with religion and you can never have it on your own. You can only have it in the person of Jesus. And that's the person that I met 27, 28 years ago when I started walking with him. And he's the same faithful savior today than he was back then. And he wants to come into your life and make it so much better. Because he knows what it is to give your heart out to people. He knows what it is to see his loved ones die. And he said, I came for that purpose so I could raise the dead. That's a Savior who loves you. Can we bow our heads? God, you're so good. You're so faithful, Lord. You're so faithful. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in every heart that's represented here in person and every heart that's represented online. Those, that person that's been asking questions, maybe even talking to you and saying, God, if you're there, show me. God, if you're there, I, I need you. God, if you're, if you're there, I'm tired of the anxiety. I'm, I'm tired of the fear. He, he's heard you. He, he's even saying, I am here. He wants to be in your life. He wants to take over your life. He wants to come and bring peace and calm remove you from the chaos, from the strife, from the anger. He, he wants to usher forgiveness for yourself and forgiveness for others, maybe the, the hurts and the pains that you've had. He wants to come and heal you from that hurt and that pain in the spirit of forgiveness. And it comes in and through the name of Jesus. Maybe you're here and... and you want to say yes to Jesus. You say, Lord, I need you in my life. Today's the day I'm going to give you my life. And I want to lead you in a prayer. It's a simple prayer. It's God, I'm here now. And I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. I need you in my life. I admit, I admit that I'm a sinner 
in need of a savior. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. I believe that he went to the cross at Calvary and he died for all of my sins. I believe that he rose from the dead. And so today I confess him as my Lord and my savior. And I choose to follow him from this day forward. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. And amen with every head bowed, just real quick. Let's give God some time. If you're in here today and maybe you've never prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, I, I, I am saying yes to Jesus. I am agreeing with that prayer. Just raise your hand and we just want to agree with you as well. If you're doing it online, we'd like for you just to agree with that as well. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. As we stand up and we worship our King together, Let's think about this. Let this week where we put our faith into action. Amen? And let God do what only he can do. Let's stand up and worship our King. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.